0: Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you.
1: It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Swimming
0: themed garb. Yes. You today, Jordan. <laughs> Listen, wanted to change. Here's my plan. Yeah. Afternoon record. Yeah. Took my car in to get serviced. We're in here on a weekday like this was our job. Yeah punch in punch out mm-hmm. lunch box sure. whistle blows yeah um safety foreman yeah uh killing some sheep i'm thinking of those old warner brothers cartoons <laughs> oh wow <laughs> um i don't think the sheep sheep get killed but
1: wait was there an old warner brothers cartoon about an abattoir so the
0: the punch in punch out makes me think of those old warner brothers cartoons about the wolf and the sheep dog you know and it's like hey sam hey frank and they both punch in and then oh, go to their got it. respective corners okay. and okay you know. Got it. And, you know, the natural order is
1: I thought there was like a, a Warner Brothers cartoon set in a sausage factory. <laughs> <you know? laughs> like an actual literal sausage factory. Right. Yeah. Wait. Uh, uh, go, hold on, guy. Sorry. No one even knows who you are yet. The signature laugh, mm-hmm. you, the signature giggle that you heard earlier was our close friend, the host of Maximum Fund's own pop rocket, The host of television's talk show, The Game Show, and now the author of the brilliant and hilarious memoir, My Life as a Goddess. The one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, the hardest working man in show business, soul brother number one, Guy (laughs) Branham.
2: Just let me know when you'd like me
0: to come and put the cape on you, Guy.
2: (laughs) I thought I remembered something that involved a sausage factory, but I think it was probably just an itchy and scratchy. Right. (laughs) <laughs> um, so
0: I'm wearing a t-shirt for my swim team Yeah Shout out to Golden Road Aquatics
1: Wow, are we buzz marketing Golden Road Brewery on here? I Well, well they're a they're sponsorship they... of
0: my swim team uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, while I'm out, I'm, I'll buzz market the Verdugo Aquatic Center out oh, there in wow. Burbank <laughs> oh, If wow. you're looking to swim on Verdugo, yeah. <laughs> you can do no better than the Verdugo Aquatic Center Wow, I was going to swim on Cahuenga No, you're going to want to head to Verdugo <laughs> Got it uh, Nice uh, water aerobics class there mm. um, for older gals. Sure. Um, anyway, so this is- the-
1: my, my mom used to go to the water aerobics pool. She called it flippers. No, oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, headed to flippers, she would say. So before we came here, mm-hmm. I had to
0: go get my car to get it worked on. Uh, oh, wow. Just you know, ma- regular ske- regularly scheduled maintenance. Well, Nothing's t- wrong. You take care of your car. I do.
1: You got to keep it. You got to keep it on the road. It's got to last possible.
0: me. I'm not doing well. <laughs> uh, if this fucking car breaks down. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Comedians,
2: yeah. we buy, don't
0: lease. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Um, and I was assuming that how my day was going to work out. I was going to get this get this scheduled maintenance. Have time to run home and change into something that wouldn't get me shit on this podcast. Right. But I didn't it took a little longer. So, yeah, I'm wearing my fucking Swim Team t-shirt and flip-flops in the podcast. I'm defensive about it already.
2: I haven't shit on you at all. Guy, do you remember? Did you shit on Jordan at all? No. It makes me feel breezier and lighter seeing you in such summery wear. Oh, thanks. But I'm, I'm roping it into my summer theme of hot positive.
1: Yeah, Jordan is hot positive. He likes to try and live a
2: lifestyle that embraces the heat of summer. That's ridiculous. <laughs> um, last night we recorded Pop Rocket and, like, Margaret and Karen were both doing late summer. Like, mm. just all efficiency, mm. none of the fun, like shorts, but in dark colors. Um, Margaret was in a t-shirt dress. It was cute, but it was like, give me some of the romance of summer, please. Right. Yeah. I I think
1: that's fair. I mean, you want a little bit of the Tuscan sun, the low Mm -hmm. Tuscan sun sun in late summer. Yes. You want a golden haze around everything, not
2: (laughs) not a dark color headed for autumn. Because as I was saying last night, I think Pop Rocket... Um, like as we sort of like wind towards declaring the song of the summer, my Mm. summer jam, like it really makes me excited for late summer Mm -hmm. that, and of course, peach season, um, (laughs) you don't have to tell me about peach season. I ate one of those fuzzy fuckers yesterday Mm. and it was a dream. How was it? Oh, gorgeous. Buying stone fruits—it's always dangerous, except during this magical period of time. Yeah, I've been having a nice time with
1: jazz apples lately. Oh, I had a jazz apple that was tremendous. Mm-hmm. Finally, we're back to fruit talk. <laughs> this is my um, area of expertise.
2: We had we had a very controversial apple tasting at the Mindy Project writers room. Oh boy! We got ourselves a jazz, we got ourselves a Honeycrisp, and we got ourselves a um, Fuji. And, like, Jazz took it, and I was really betting on the Honeycrisp. Mm, you know, I was very surprised at how much I liked that Jazz apple. I, you know what I like the best, though? What? Size and roundness?
0: No. That's I, what I like. I think, I think holdability, uh-huh. you're not getting any better than a Jazz. Uh-huh. Roundness? I don't think they get rounder. Wow! Show me a rounder apple.
1: I, I, I was going to say that I like a little apple. Mm. I like a little flavorful apple.
2: Oh, that's very old school of you. Like a heritage breed. Hey, I don't need your work, UC Davis. Yeah. Uh, I'll go. <laughs> but as a representative of America's uh, of California's Central Valley, I must right. say eating apples in the late summer is preposterous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why on earth would you do that? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, you, you have a gonna, death wish or something. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna want to wait for that cold snap. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. This is you know you should be romancing your stone fruits. Um, <laughs> oh, that's there's... really good. That's really good. <laughs>
1: Isn't that just a chapter in your book, guy? Really romancing the stone? Fruits? It really is. <laughs> uh,
2: I have I have a footnote where I say every meaningful event of the first seventeen years of my life occurred. Are in front of a member of genus Prunus. Your almonds, your peaches, your apricots. You know what my favorite chapter in your book is, Guy? What? Are you
0: there, Gord? It's me, Margaret. <laughs> 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 um. Uh, so this T-shirt. Yeah. Uh. So our our swim team is sponsored by a craft brewery. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Uh. And it, this T-shirt has a hashtag on the back, which I'm still figuring out. So the T-shirt out on the back says, a hashtag, you should see us swim when we're sober. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which I don't under—and who is—are people using that hashtag?
1: Is that Here's a useful the- hashtag? <laughs> Here's the thing. We have done shows at breweries. Yes. More than one. Sure. We've done more than one different brewery here in Los Angeles we've worked with. Mm-hmm. There's some. There's some great operations around here. The one – they're so wonderful, so glad that you've got people there to drink their beers. But there's one thing that they tell you. Do not make any jokes about irresponsible drinking. Sure, <laughs> that's like the one rule. They, it is a hard and fast rule. You're not allowed to make jokes about irresponsible drinking. And as far as censorship goes, I'm comfortable with that. Yes, you know, that's mm-hmm. fine. That's perfectly reasonable. They want us. They want people to stay safe. Intravenous drug use, they're fine with. <laughs> Yours is drowning theme. Yes, this is the slogan of the team, and it's it's essentially drowning. Theme. I will say
0: I don't think anyone there is swimming drunk. It's not the the. Pool is actually far away from the
1: brewery. It's a long drive. What constitutes sponsorship in this context? Do they just provide a a sixer every time you get out there? I have a key, I
0: have a fob, a keychain fob, Uh uh, which gets me uh, 15% off at the old Golden Road Brewery. And that's, you know, and I'll acknowledge the irony of the thing I do for fitness, getting me a discount on beer and a really nice pulled pork sandwich. Ooh, good soft pretzel too there. Good soft pretzel. I that's love it. That's
2: real temperance. Right. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so I think that's that's kind of how the sponsorship goes. I don't know how how that is no. beneficial for them, but I'm talking about it. So you've been on
1: this tattooed swim team for quite some time. Yes. Now. Are you competing against local high schools? Uh yeah, well I mean I'm slashing their tires. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Stealing their mascots, yeah, yeah. Do you compete against WeHo Aquatics? No, I would love to compete against WeHo Aquatics. Um, It's surprising to me. Like, I mean, I,
0: I would. To be fair, I've swam at the WeHo pool, yeah, and I have seen the men who swim at the WeHo pool they would fucking destroy us. They would fucking, it would be such
2: a not a contest. Yeah,
1: is Aquatics a team of sleek, dolphin-like homosexual Mm. men?
2: Uh, Largely, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, But I honestly wonder, one of my really good friends is on um, the water polo team, but they also have just like a a swim team. And I feel like they only do it to give them an excuse to get naked and have fundraisers. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're always just like... No one has been asking me to come to any (laughs) naked fundraisers. Uh,
1: Water polo is the sport That intimidates me. I mean, you were a high school football player guy. I think football is somewhat intimidating. Yes. But water polo, which it's like the only sport that encourages genital violence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like where it's not just tolerated, but it's like a central part of the identity of a water polo.
2: -er. Like there's two things. I can tread water for longer than you, and I will go for your nuts. Uh, I like what Waterpolo says about the tax base of your high school. It means a lot of lawyer dads. Yep. And I like anything that Hungary is still the best in the world at. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do support. I, I am a big
1: enthusiast at any any Olympic sport marginal enough to not be dominated by the United yeah. States. Like team handball. I'm all. I don't know what it is. I don't know how it works. But I'm glad that there's things where, like, Czechs are like, Mm.
2: this is what we do in Czechoslovakia. It's our gift to the world. Mm. I mean, the first time, I think it was, like, 88, that I saw the full list and saw all of those things that we don't televise. Mm. And was like, what's the story here? And the answer is... What's this curling? We're bad at it. Uh, Curling, it's so satisfying to watch. I wish they would show it more. Like, it's just... So wonderful. I
0: have yeah, I was I was in a bar that was showing curling during the Olympics and it was I don't I've never really got what people talk about when they talk about ASMR, mm-hmm. but I was yeah. pretty close when I was watching curling. It definitely had a soothing kind of um you know, what's that drug they give you when you have a wisdom tooth out? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. I, that. That one where before they give it to you they say we're giving you that Michael Jackson shit?
0: <laughs> no. I, th- this is a this is like a painkiller. This is like an opiate that you would get addicted to. Anyway, it's like having a little half one of those, like breaking off a half before you chill out for the night. That's like That was like how I felt during the curling.
2: Those brushing sounds, yeah. their occasional sort of like directions to each other. That-
0: yes, the polite directions to each other. I they're mean, so
2: nice. Yes. Well, I mean, the fact that Canadians dominate like gives you that extra bit of sort of like mutual respect. Right. The right, fact right, that they're
1: right. folding And explaining what they're doing as they do it, Mm -hmm. and bringing this corner to
0: here, and bringing this corner
1: to
2: Mm here. Is that just ASMR videos? Uh, I think it's both. Okay. I think, yeah. Uh, You guys, I like a tiny cooking video. I like a nice, it's soft speech, Mm -hmm. and it is generally like sort of like two inch by four inch little stoves. And then. What? It's, I've yeah, never heard of this. Oh, it's wonderful! It like tiny stove, a candle heating a tiny, tiny little pot of oil to make <laughs> just one little tempura shrimp. What? It's, like it's wonderful. Is it a shrimp sized shrimp? It's not a shrimp size shrimp. It's I I I have never researched how she got her tiny little shrimp. Did um, it still have the tail on it? It did. It was like a perfect—and it, it can be any number— they' are like veal shrimp. These are <laughs> baby? <laughs> it, like, it's any number of things, but it's just like tiny cooking. Yeah. I know huh. that Mark
1: Zuckerberg was brought in front of Congress mm-hmm. to talk about Russia meddling in the election mm-hmm. and the problem of fake news. Yes. I would prefer, if he were brought in front of Congress— to talk about how his algorithms discovered things that apparently we wanted that I don't – I didn't want to know that we wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, one of the biggest types of Instagram user, as I understand it, is pimple popping. Mm. yes Sure. And that's the grossest thing in the world. Yeah, it sucks. I understand completely why people want to look at it. I'm yes. not casting aspersions upon those who subscribe mm-hmm. to those channels because I get it innately. But that's an innate part of myself that I did not want to have to recognize.
0: Oh, so you enjoy the pimple popping videos.
1: I don't look at the pimple pop- popping because videos. Because you know you would enjoy it. I'm not a pimple popping daddy. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were in a different uh, swing revival band. <laughs> I am worried that if I looked even at one, I would oh. go for the subscribe button and all of a sudden I would be really into it. Sure. And that's
2: not something I want to do with my life. He, he was in the Squirrel Nut Zitters.
0: <laughs> Show's over. let Go the, we're going the fuck home.
1: Oh, that's but like I feel like all of all online video content, doubly so on Instagram, where it's like reduced to a small section of nonsense, but also on YouTube to some extent. Yeah, is just an algorithm that figured out something
2: that we want that we should have never figured out. We wanted. Well, I think it's interesting. When will we get sated? With some of these things, I think there will come a point where we're like, I'm good. Like, (laughs) you know, like many. I'm going to go watch Mad Men. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, God, will there come a time when we just like return to scripted. I mean scripted comedy. Will will it ever have a moment again? No, I'm pretty sure it's just uh, cute boys pulling pranks now. Um, mm-hmm. Oh god! One time I was at the Grove and there were these like super hot guys. So I sat outside so I could look at them, and then I realized that <laughs> they were beginning to like set up some shitty oh. prank, and I was like, "All right, I'm done now." Oh wow! That's a that's a, that's a became, big turnoff. You, for you guy became Brandon. you
1: became not attracted to them anymore. Pranking?
2: <laughs> yes. I mean, it, it's like like the. It would be bad if they were just like sad little boys who were, and these people were like twenty five. That's what I mean by little boys. Sure, but like if they were just sad people who were like, this is my angle. But it's even worse if they have two million followers and are like f- famous worldwide. Like, yeah, that but, is the that is that is the kind of the the rub of the like
0: internet idiot. The like that class of person is that they are all. They, I mean, part of their thing is how hot they are, and you yeah. can you know, and you you. You dislike what they're doing, but also you have to feel a little bit attracted to them, which I don't like. What's yeah. happened
2: to our Vine stars? Right. What has happened to all of those people who were living at that, like, building on Vine? That's right.
1: what I was about to say. What it, I imagine that it's like in a fantasy novel – when, over the period of one year, a castle becomes decrepit because magic has left it. There was a rose with one final <laughs> petal that fell to the ground. In the apartment building they all right. lived in. I,
0: I I hate to break it to you guys. They're actually living on Verdugo now. Oh, wow. So,
1: I had been looking for them on
0: Coenga. No, no, no. Verdugo. That's okay. where you'll find all your... Uh, uh, <laughs> washed up vine stars the, got it
2: the valley is a magical place one, yeah, yeah. one time I was at Republic of Pi and Ooh. I had gone there to do work and I just heard people around me having worse problems than they would have if they lived in LA <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just like some people were like planning to have an improv group right. and there was a guy talking about like uh, the fantasy series he wanted to write. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if you guys just moved three miles away, you would have that improv crew. Someone
0: who <laughs> who has a, wee, like, uh, my house has bats in it. You're like, why?
1: <laughs> How? Uh, but Guy Branham, you are sitting here with us today on the precipice of a truly remarkable and indulgent experience in the world of the San Fernando Valley That's very true. You are about to go across the street. There is a comedy theater across the street, wonderful comedy theater across the street called Dynasty Typewriter, and you're about to go across the street and do a corporate show for a pornography
2: company. That is true. Um, me, Lisa Traeger, Deborah uh, Di Giovanni, and then uh, a couple of other comedians and oh, Deborah Di Giovanni, a, a Big Max fun favorite, regular guest on Stop Podcasting. I so. mean, oh, nice. an amazing comedian, Bob the drag queen, who if you guys aren't oh, familiar yeah, with sure. Bob, super funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, He's one
1: of those guys who wears clown makeup and sings songs on YouTube, right? <laughs> yes.
2: Okay, <got laughs> um. But, uh, like Bob is an astoundingly talented drag queen who won Rupaul's drag race season eight, I wanna say, got it um uh, but yeah, I have to do seven minutes of original like material roasting the porn community, uh but you know, um, but n- nicely, yeah, you yeah. can't you can't I'm... refer to broken lives and broken dreams, right.
1: Um, yeah, that's a that's a tightrope, I would imagine.
2: It is, and uh, another thing is like it's mm. also straight porn, so mm. I'm not that familiar with it. <laughs> like mm. gay porn, I know the ins and outs. If you know what I mean,
0: <laughs> I do. But I you're, do. You're,
2: you're, you just have a joke on your card, and it's like when you lady porn stars
1: <laughs> are leaving the military
2: <laughs> when you're out on leave, right? Um, I, I actually did go do some research for this to, like, understand what things were. Um, and there were some aspects of things that just had never crossed my mind. Yeah.
1: That is a – that's or, This is – I mean, when we're talking about the algorithms finding things in people's brains that right. should not have been found. Yeah. If you go on one of the porn tube websites, one of the websites that serve porn videos mm-hmm. – and the top things the things that show up yeah. when you click on most viewed or something i've heard are have gone from like uncomfortable 10 years ago to genuinely distressing <laughs> now like are you're like is the only type of pornography left incest <laughs> And, like, white guys being humiliated because black guys are having sex with their wives?
2: Like, (laughs) is that the only things that turn straight people on anymore? Uh, The the amount of, like, uh, stepmom, stepdad stuff was really surprising to me. It's so weird.
1: Who wants it?
2: Uh, Okay, can I tell you about my favorite gay porn premise? Yes. Usually we don't have premises... A lot of the time, it's just a guy explaining to you that, like, a couple of guys explaining to you that they're straight and then having sex with each other,
0: um, <laughs> like uh, we do. <laughs> yes. How often, just when I'm talking to my bros, explain how I'm straight. I just love. There's the,
1: just a few, a brief opinions about inside the NFL, and right. then we Cre- go to town.
2: Credentials must be presented,
1: mm-hmm. uh, and like the closest thing. Like, oh, we're not nuts about the new Star Wars movies,
0: and then <laughs> it's on. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, one of the things I saw when I was looking at the straight porn was pov porn and i realized like that just for straight guys it makes a lot of sense that you get to be like ah oh, yeah that is my dick sure we're like for a gay guy no you want to see all of the things you uh, know uh, sure, 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 sure. Um, but um oh uh but there were uh, periodically we do some with sort of like a story or an arc or whatever i'll say that i don't and i don't
0: mean to you know cast a generalization yeah uh, far be it from me uh-huh i mean the world's a beautiful uh, quilt yeah. Yes. Made up of mini patches. Yeah. I would assume perhaps straight guys own more VR headsets to wear <laughs> the ju- – oh. you know. And again, I'm sure there are a lot of uh, 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 gay and queer VR enthusiasts out there. Absolutely. And uh, more power to them playing uh, playing games or whatever. But, but yes, I would assume that maybe –
2: We do tend to budget more for shoes and ketamine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Are there v- are there VR porno- pornographic games? Uh
0: like
1: Leisure Suit Larry? I, I don't
0: know. I That's don't hilarious. I don't uh, I don't really want to
1: do any kind of VR gaming or pornographic or otherwise. You know what the main type of VR that I'm into is hmm It's uh, where you're buying a ticket to the baseball game,
2: and you can, like, move your phone around and see the view from that seat. Oh, that's neat. I'm into that. I want to visit ruins in China or go through a house that just went on the market. Oh. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) But, okay, so there was a series that were done that were just different places in L.A., and, like, all all of them were themed to whatever place you were in L.A., and the only one I remember is Burbank. Mm. Uh, would you guys like to speculate at all what was happening in the Burbank porn? Okay,
0: um, I'm gonna say just a, a just a hot transaction at a model train store. My in- <laughs> a real oh, I can't pay for this tiny conductor. Thing-
1: How will I? I presume that it would include someone who's doing who's doing like. An impression of, like, in the in the in the Dana Carvey sense, an impression, something that captures the essence more than reflects it, of
2: Drew Carey. Mm. <laughs> um, it was uh, uh, six foot four, muscly top casting director uh-huh. uh, and twink who's reading for a part, okay. uh-huh. um, and then that just immediately descends into like um, fucking on top of a, a table, and I just loved that this like. It was a power dynamic I could understand. Teacher students, that is okay. distant from my world. Right. Like young men who wants to be on like get a guest spot on two broke girls. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that I can that I can really understand. But you make an amazing point, Jesse uh, – Jordan, I'm sorry. No, that no. is super – ha- race. Whatever I, your name is. I've, sure. It, it's the second time I have done that in three appearances on this show. That's okay.
0: It happens to me with guests on the show um, and also with lovers. <laughs>
2: but the point of the uh, – That's actually the only genre of porn
1: I watch <laughs> is where the women call me Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, podcast cucking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, oh like, yeah, it, Mark
2: Maron. Your uh, show's sure. so popular. I like to you watch- do such great interviews. <laughs> but the number of hobby stores in the Valley, yes, reflecting the nice stable incomes of like uh, like union grips on uh, right. on on studio sitcoms. Somebody who likes a a a, a guy who likes to get things right. Yes. Who, likes to t- who likes efficiency and clarity in their work. Yes. Uh, and it really is. I love any time I need to go pick up a 20-sided die or a small figurine to be used in the course of role-playing, understanding that, like, the Valley is going to take care of right. me. Right. Do you have Warhammer needs? Yes.
0: The <laughs> Valley will help you with those needs. I love – I love, and I think this is – I mean, this this actually came up when you weren't here with, uh, with Mara Wilson, uh-huh. uh, who is a big – a Burbank advocate. Yes. And I will always mention the fact that I love driving around in Burbank and seeing the many model train stores. It really, it warms my heart. It's like, this is, you know, this is, it's great that this place exists. And Model I,
1: airplanes as well.
2: That's Jordan. true. That's true. I'm sorry. Well, it's also that thing of like living in the valley, you, you have children and a life. And uh-huh. like people come to L.A. to burn bright and not long. Sure. Like if you go back to Ohio, you become a regular on a CW series or you die. <laughs> and there's just no other options. I think years ago, two, three years ago, we had Matt Myra on the Mm -hmm.
1: show. And Matt Myra is a model train enthusiast. Mm -hmm. He loves model trains. He has a model train set up. I am shocked by this revelation. I know. And (laughs) this lifestyle is so immensely appealing to me. Like, as I enter heterosexual male middle age, uh, as a father of three – the idea of having a special room I go to to do something quietly for myself, yeah, um, is so immensely appealing. And also, I genuinely like the idea of making little, making little towns and choosing different trains to do different things and switching tracks. I have, I am so, so far from the amount of patience it would require to even begin to have that hobby, that it is completely off the table for
2: me. But I feel like as a menswear professional, you can only have... One little knickknack thing in your life, and there are just so many cufflinks and tie pins, yeah, stick pins that just sort of like emanate from your being. Rings, bracelets, and <laughs> are tossed about the Max Fun headquarters. Yeah, that like if we got little people into this, little uh, d- tiny depots. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I guess antiques and collectibles <laughs> would be my area. Of, yeah, yeah, that's fair. And uh, I guess when you have a model train set, you don't like. I have to put this on shop. Online, to put this on shop.com. But I – and that is my, like, outdoor. So I have an indoor yeah. and an outdoor. I always know that if I start to become choked by my collection of objects, uh, I can put some of them for sale. Yeah. Uh, and that is very meaningful. And that's not something that I could do if I were into building things out of Lego necessarily.
0: <laughs> I just want to talk to the guy – the Burbank resident who prefers one model train store to the other one, oh, like yeah. thinks one of them is bullshit. Do you think they have rival swim teams? God, I hope so. Yeah. Maybe I need to jump ship and start swimming for, uh,
1: you know, the, the Burbank all-aboards. I mean, I will say this for model train stores and the model train hobby, great opportunity to wear an engineer cap.
2: It's true. Sure, I think, guy, you would, you'd look nice in a hickory striped overall. Oh, I thought you were going to say cap. Overall, absolutely. I'm not built for hats, but you knew that already. You're a menswear professional. You would look you'd look great in a in a nice in a nice hickory stripe engineer cap. No, I, but, toot, toot. that's what I would say if I saw you dressed like that. But overalls, delightful. Okay. I'm the world's biggest three year olds. <laughs> 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 we'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, go.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy, detective. I was just trying like a new inflection. I liked it. Uh-huh. That was sort of that time. <laughs>
0: oh. Okay. So that part I don't like. Okay. <laughs> the doing the new that intro was good. It was okay. fun. Uh, kind of like the guy on the local news who maybe like reports from the like, you know, animal adoption
1: fair or something.
0: That's what the if, vibe I was getting. What if
1: I do like a laugh from a song? You know, like <laughs> Or like
0: ha 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 No, I like
1: that. Yeah? The Uh Grandmaster Flash one? (laughs) Yes. Okay, good. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. (laughs) Ha 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 ha! Jordan Morris, boy
0: detective. Hey... Hey, oh, oh God. It. I don't got anything. Let's just I got tell, nothing. Let's just
1: tell people who's supporting our show this week. Of course, every week. Every week, it's all the Max Fund members who go to MaximumFund.org slash donate. That's who pays the bills. This week, also, our friends at HelloFresh, the meal kit delivery service that delivers your favorite recipes and ingredients so you can just cook, eat, And then what, Jordan? Then enjoy.
0: Enjoy. enjoy. Hello. Is it fresh you're looking for? Our famous jingle. (laughs) Our famous illegal jingle
1: (laughs) that is sure to get us and the company sued. What if we wrote a letter? What if we wrote a letter? Uh It was really heartfelt. Mm -hmm. I think it might be easier to get Nicole Richie's address and ask her to pass it along to to her famous father
0: yeah yeah uh sure yeah i mean i think that'd be great i mean i know nicole loves the show and you know loves it
1: when we do parody jingles for our sponsors we'll write to her care of the unjustly canceled sitcom great news right sure um and see how it goes i think that'd be great hey what does hello fresh do (laughs) well here's what they do they offer three plants
0: classic veggie and family they give you a box that's made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients, and then you can make dinner uh, without having to spend a ton of money on takeout. Uh, it's an easy night's meal, and uh, you don't have to worry about uh, having the right ingredients because they are all there in the box. Uh, I've
1: cooked with Hello Fresh a lot, and I really, really like it. Can I tell you what I can? You know what I like about the service? Hmm. For me, I like to cook. So the cooking isn't the problem for Mm -hmm. me. Sure. And I don't mind grocery shopping. That's not the problem for me. The problem for me is, like, I get home at the end of my work day, Mm -hmm. and I know that I have to cook for my wife and children and self. And I just think, I don't remember what I meant to cook. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what I was supposed to. And, like, I'm in the grocery store. I'm like, I don't, re- I don't know what I need. What goes in chili? Yeah, there's no what way. What goes in chili? And so it's really great to reach into the fridge. There's a HelloFresh meal there. It's all portioned and set up and ready to go. And I just cook that.
0: Yeah, it takes around 30 minutes. Uh, they are delicious. They're filling. And uh, they're less than $10 per serving.
1: Yeah, $20 off your first three boxes for a total of $60 off. Visit HelloFresh.com slash JJGo60 and enter the promo code JJGo60. That's HelloFresh.com slash JJGo60 and the promo code JJGo60. We're also brought to you this week by our friends at Stitch Fix. When a problem comes along, you You must must stitch it. it. Ha
0: ha ha (laughs) ha! Do you think Nicole Richie can help us clear that one too? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Uh, here's what Stitch Fix is. It's an online personal styling service. You go to stitchfix.com slash jjgo. You tell them your size and your preferences, and your personal stylist will send you uh, hand-picked five items uh, right to your door, and you only
1: keep what you like. So you just go to stitchfix.com slash jjgo. Mm-hmm. You type in extra large, looking for shaved 420 Hold Friendly? On. I think that's a
0: different set of preferences. Okay.
1: Different set of Sorry. preferences.
0: These are like more style preferences, fashion okay. preferences, you know. Okay. Do you have a, do, do you, does your office dress up? Is it, it more says,
1: casual? It says here that Stitch Fix have, is no drama.
0: That's true. <laughs> that, you know what? I will say, because uh, the returns are convenient and free, I would consider the service no drama. There's no
1: subscription required. It's easy to do, and it's a great way to get some real solid clothes for yourself. You see these gray pants I'm wearing? Stitch Fix. He loves the gray pants, ladies and gentlemen. Get started now at stitchfix.com slash JJGo. You'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. 25% off! That's stitchfix.com slash JJGo to get started today. stitchfix.com slash JJGo. And guess what, Jordan? Got something on the Jumbotron. Yeah, a little message from a listener. Uh, you can join in on the Jumbotrons, by the way, at org slash Jumbotron. Girl in the Background is the debut album of Tilly and the Flowers. Ten pop songs for loners you can sing along to or simply glower at the stranger across the room while you listen to it on your headphones. (laughs) Get it on cassette, CD, or digital download at tillyandtheflowers.bandcamp.com That's tillyandtheflowers.bandcamp.com Cassette, CD, digital download. Whatever format you like that is one of those three. I think Tilly and the Flowers would probably dub a mini disc for you. Oh, yeah? You yeah, know, well, you're not going to get a commercially produced mini disc, but if That's you just true. want a quick dub. Sure. You know, they'll dub it off I'm for sure you. I'm sure they got the stuff. Yeah, reel to reel. They probably got a reel to reel deck. That Tilly HQ? Yeah, video disc. Mm hmm. Um, what other formats are there? Laser disc? Laser disc. That's, a, that's like some kind of I – mean, maybe is that digital? Is that like a digital version of video disc? Yeah, yeah. So maybe you can have the Tilly and the Flowers album over those cuts of Star Wars everyone prefers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get on the Jumbotron, go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. We'll be right back in just a second on Jordan and Jesse Go. Love. Love. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris Boy Detective.
2: Uh world's largest three-year-old Guy Branham.
0: Osh kosh bagosh, guy's here.
1: <laughs> Wanted
0: to say that when you're talking about overalls.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I went to the break before you could say Osh
1: kosh bagosh. That's okay. Here. We got more show. <laughs> we should probably we should probably get one of those like uh producer host, <laughs> you know. Computer-based talkback systems, mm-hmm. typing things where we could say, so so like if Guy said I'm like the world's largest three-year-old, then you could type to me want to say Oshkosh Bagosh Guy is here. Yeah, then I would type back. Sounds great. We'll set you up. Sure. And then I'll say, like, well, guys here, or whatever is necessary to
2: set up. Osh, kosh, bagosh. Mm-hmm. Can I just, um, can I just say, please, as a, as a yeah. member of the Maximum Fun family, yeah. I've always been missing a cough button. Okay. I always mm, felt this booth, where's yeah, my cough button? Sure.
1: Yeah, And cough drops. There's no cough drops in here. <laughs> There's no Ricola. What you just no want a Yeah.
2: Yesterday, there was a dandelion and burdock cough drop out on the table. It was very nice. Oh. Just the one? No, there was, like, a little bottle of them. Oh, that's nice. What I, is- you know,
0: I like a cough drop even when I don't have a cough. I don't know if I'm if that's if that's bad for me, but I'll
1: like to just have a recall every now and then. My mom is a woman who would when I was a kid would occasionally go through excessive food interests. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like we didn't really, like we didn't, it was not like a emotionally freighted, we weren't allowed to have bad foods, but just my mom has pretty good eating habits in general. And we wouldn't have a lot of like weird crap, food crap around the house. And also like, especially when I was younger, the only grocery store within walking distance, we didn't have a car and the only grocery store within walking distance was like a natural food store. Yeah. So it was like not that much, you know, wheat thins to be bought there at the time. Uh, But my mom would occasionally get interested in something. So, like, there was a period where her friend got a Costco membership and she would go with him and get a giant thing of Cheez-Its. There was a period where she would buy one of those five-pound bags of gummy bears And uh, she was really, she was and is really into atomic fireballs. She would buy a a, a thousand atomic fireballs at once or something. Like, we never had dessert. Like, there was never never uh, ice cream in the house, but like a giant bag of atomic fireballs.
0: I never could participate in like the challenge candies as a kid. I had a a delicate palate. I couldn't do (laughs) warheads. I couldn't do fireballs. I couldn't do Our
1: generation was all about the excessively sour candy. Sure, yeah. Guy, did you-
2: I hate the entire school of what I refer to his junior high candy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Sure, sure, sure. Um, that's, a fair, that's a fair description. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> Anything that comes in a vial. Yes. By the way, big... I'm glad
1: that you've been in this situation enough that you have a special phrase that you use to describe mm-hmm. that. You're like, I'm g- in the future, this is going to come up again. I'm gonna need to have a pithy mm-hmm. phrase to
2: describe this category. No, I I just be, remember being stunned by how fascinated and consumed they all were with this thing. Where it's like, where's a nice chocolate? How what about, about
1: a shortbread? Sure. How about just one foot of bubble tape? Yeah, <laughs> that's plenty of bubble tape. Can it be? Can it be for you and them? There was a period where my mom that was her slogan six feet of bubble <laughs> tape for you, not them. Yeah. Well, there was a period where my mom Let's would be inclusive, bring home tape. this kind of like jug. Of Ricolas, Mm -hmm. like made out of that kind of foil-lined cardboard, though. Uh You know what I'm talking about? And then it had the most wonderful lid. Like the sense memory that I have is it had this yellow plastic lid that went, like, fit into the top. Yes. And and had an interior rim that you used to pull it and open it. And it was great because it was a lot of Ricolas, Mm -hmm. and it made me love the taste of a Ricola. Mm. I will gladly eat a recreational Ricola at any time. And then go... Our most... To feel the Ricola juices in your mouth? Oh, yeah. Or the Ricola
0: particles, I guess.
2: Recreational Ricola, fine. But if you're taking a Halls for no reason, Mm, like I worry for your health, I think that you're imbalancing yourself in some way. Halls are powerful. Respect that. Right. Yeah, I think one Halls... Ricola is a
0: gateway drop, you know? (laughs) It's
1: like you do a couple Ricola and then you think you're invincible. One Halls is as much menthol as as an entire pack of Cools. (laughs) Mm, Sure. It's
2: not good for your health. The way I... I see it, a Ricola is just an essentialization of all the herbs and like home remedies of Switzerland. Right. Where a halls is powerful industrial runoff from like <laughs> a, a small town <laughs> in New Jersey yeah. and it's it just got the power to right. blast away your sickness. <laughs>
0: What, it, what a Ricola is doing is it, is it is simulating what happens when you put your mouth around the business end of an Alpen horn. You know, <laughs> and when a skilled player will blow those Alpen particles into your mouth. Which, yeah. incidentally, is my favorite genre of gay porn.
1: <laughs> I, in the jo- so here's the thing. When you open a Ricola, it comes in a little wrapper, Right. little waxed wrapper, and then it has a second little waxed paper wrapper around it. Mm-hmm. And it's a very nice... Sense experience to pull apart the ends, open it up, and then pull that little wax wrapper that goes around the outside of, of the ricola. Pop it in your mouth. Uh, get your get your lips on that alpenhorn. Mm, sure. In the jug, they're just all in there together, and they're stuck basically into one giant clump. Like they're not. They did not do anything to individualize the ricolas to keep them from sticking to each other. To go back.
0: To Costco candies, yeah. Now I'll say that phenomenon you are describing is certainly a negative when it comes to Ricola, but a positive when it comes to the Costco gummy bear. You can get a gummy bear loaf when it's like just (laughs) just you press them; you they're pressed together, uh, and you can just take a bite like it was a little sandwich. I feel like this that is is so
1: fucking great. This is something we covered like in the first year of Jordan (laughs) Jessico in like two thousand seven. You and me ate from. A, a bag of gummy bears that my mom had mailed to me, but mm. had melted in the mail into one giant Oof, brick. Yeah, we just took like munches off it, like like we were eating an apple. <laughs> I was gonna say the oh, man, the show was bad back then, but eh, it ain't much better. <laughs> not the same. Not the same. I I feel like my my Costco candy, and it's mm-hmm. not because it's necessarily good, mm-hmm. is that five dollar jug of red vines. Sure. Which you know, you guys work in show business, so every craft services table has that. I, maybe you've soured on it by this point. I don't. I, I've, I've never loved them. I like. I like. I like two of those a year. I, I like as many red vines a year as I like candy corn. I will. <laughs> I would never buy red vines. Mm-hmm. I would never choose red vines, and I will occasionally choose a Twizzler for some reason. A Twizzler is my airplane candy. Uh huh. But if you put that jug of red vines in front of me. I will, with great happiness in my heart, eat them one after another continuously like I was chain-smoking red vines until the entire chunk is empty. <laughs> like, I have no off switch
2: for eating red vines for some reason.
0: Guy, of all of your showbiz jobs, yes. which one
2: has had the most impressive snacks? That's a really great question. Um, The Mindy Project was great for a number of reasons. Like, we had fine stuff there, but we had this uh, writer's PA who was an empath and could uh, understand... Like Deanna Troy from Star Trek? Exactly like Deanna Troy from Star Trek. Got it. He could sense your needs before you had them. Oh, my gosh. And so he would just periodically arrive with, like so hey, I baked cookies for everyone, or it's a little cold outside, so here's some hot cider. I know you haven't thought about Entenmann's for years, (laughs) but they popped into your head today, and I stopped off. It's exactly that. And, like, he's a great guy who's a very funny writer and is now a writer's assistant, but I am a little bit like, if capitalism were real, this being your... Amazing right. skill set would have, like, why can't you be a magnate of writers, PA Like, because yeah, right. he's the
0: best. Maybe they could put him into, like, a, a bath, like a solution, and hook a bunch of wires up to him. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, that Tom Cruise movie about future crimes? Yeah. So,
1: Minority Report. I just assumed maybe... you were talking about those fucking robot guys from Battlestar Galactica that are in the, t- that are in the tubs. Oh, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't watched that show. Well, they've well, got these fucking robot guys. Here's the thing. These not like tell... similar sci-fi guys. You can't even tell if one of these guys is a robot guy or not. That's part of what's so yes. tricky about it. Okay. But some of them are super robot guys, and mm. they're, in these, they're in these glug tubs full of goo and guess what they're doing? They're getting you antimens and whatever. There you go. That's so yeah, my memory. If of it. could, it's been a while since that
0: show was <laughs> on. If we could hook this snack man up to some sort of supercomputer and just he could be in a
1: suspended state of living death. Yeah. It would be a kind of hell. Some of them are, are hot chicks and some of them are double talkers. <laughs> what? Like clever double talk, not double talkers like Sid Caesar on your show of shows. Are yes. you talking about
0: the robot men? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. Some of them are. some of them are trying to trick you with their fancy words. Mm, sure, Some of them sure.
2: are hot babes. And President Laura Roslin is just barely holding it all together. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, guys, yeah. we
1: haven't seen it. Oh, boy. Don't worry, Jordan. Edward James Olmos is there.
2: <laughs> oh, good. I was beginning <laughs> to worry. Yeah. So satisfying. Yeah. Did it, did it lead us into the world of prestige television that is destroying us today? Mm. I wonder. That's an interesting question. Mad Men probably more did that. I so. would
1: think that there would be... I would love to watch – so my feelings about that sh- – God, I shouldn't share my feelings about that show because it can only alienate people. But yes. I really liked it at the beginning and then I kind of lost Absolutely, my, I didn't, wasn't into it after a while. But like the idea of like cool, fun genre shows that are also good is like all I want to watch. Like I don't yeah. have enough affection for genre to watch genre shows that aren't that good. Yeah, I know that some people do and uh, more power to you. -hmm. Uh, There are shows that have been on the CW for 17 years for that (laughs) reason. Uh, But like for me, that's not what I want. Uh, But I would like if Star Trek: The Next Generation was on now and was as good as Mad Men. It would be like my greatest dream television show. Yeah.
2: Um, The Star Trek that we have is not that. Yeah. Um, I hear it's okay, but not great. It's okay, but not great. Uh, my niece started watching Supernatural, which is the CW show that has been on for 17 years. God bless it. Uh, and I was a little bit like, do you really want to do that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: I think that, that bought our friend Jane Espenson seven homes in Burbank, probably at this point. Wonderful. Yeah, God bless her. Guy, when you
0: became more of a boss of a TV show, Talk Show the Game Show. Yes. Uh
2: did you have some say as to what the snack situation was like? I had absolutely no say, but one of the things that happened like uh, I mean, uh, like, when we were in our writing period, we could sort of say what we wanted is craft services, and then they wouldn't have it because <laughs> it's barely a TV show. <laughs> but, like, during production, we had, like, sweet craft services and, like, a person who made, like, a hot breakfast and, like, a hot snack at lunch. I like and that. And that was really I nice. like that hot snack. But more importantly— It's my favorite uh, genre of street porn. <laughs> it was hot snack. Cool. Cool. Um, They had the um, real maple syrup sandwich cookies from Trader Joe's. And when I saw them- I've not had these. Well, they're extremely expensive. (laughs) That's the thing that's most important is when I saw them, I was like, no, those are expensive. You know why? They're
1: tapping mapes and stacking papes. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) that was loud even for one of my laughs but also you need to like send that to the quebec ministry of commerce oh i'm way ahead of way ahead of you i got a letter into the governor of vermont (laughs) we need to talk to these young people yeah (laughs) get on their level eh uh one time i did a show at the university of new hampshire and then Uh, I went to a quarry and smoked pot with four students. And there was this one boy who was just talking about how, like, his dad's friend had um, a maple orchard. And they just – they barely do any work. They just ride around in snowmobiles and set up taps during uh, the late winter. And then they make, like, 50 grand a year. And he really was, like – Essentially saying, uh, tap and Mapes and stack and Pay. wow. You
1: did, did you ever see the uh, HBO uh, sex prestige program, How to Make It in
2: America? Because that's what it was about. <laughs> Sure. It was just Louis Guzman doing that. Uh, it was created by a guy I worked with at G4, like this one guy who did promos who always had shoes that were far too good for the job that he had. Like mm. it was always like fucking Ian Edelman, he's got them shoes. And then when I found out he had created Prestige Television for HBO, I was like, I am not surprised.
1: Yeah, you gotta you gotta find the right the right project for Lake Bell, and you're all set. <laughs> he's very talented. Um, yeah. So anyway. Jordan, when something momentous happens to you, like, let's say, the time that I went to Jordan Jesse Go listener Jenny's house and got to check out her maple shack. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. She has a shack on her property for boiling maple syrup. And I got to press the buttons. It wasn't maple season. There wasn't any syrup in there, but I got to kind of pretend, yes. like when you're a kid that gets put onto the seat of a piece of construction equipment. Yes. Yeah. Um, call us two zero six nine eight four four fun for our segment momentous occasions, or voice memo that shit. Email it to us at fun dot org. Here's our first call.
2: Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and uh, Chris Fairbanks. Uh, this is uh, Avi from uh, yes. Alameda, where the nuclear weapons are. Uh, calling for the momentous occasion. Hold on, earlier. pause
1: this. Alameda, where the nuclear weapons are. Try Alameda, where the Alameda flea market is.
2: I think he was saying Wessels in reference to Star Sorry. Trek IV: The uh, Voyage Home. Oh
1: yeah, he sure did. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was a Star Trek IV reference. Yes. Sorry, I, I guess I've been a I've been a little slow. Uh, today i I haven't been thinking as quickly as as i had in the past you should have seen me i was trying to call up my notes on my uh laptop for an interview Mm -hmm. i did earlier today with w kamau bell it was just me holding the mouse and going hello computer (laughs) hello
2: that delivery of computer is so good yeah star trek four is the best star trek thing (laughs) Yep. They all do great at broad
1: comedy. <laughs> all <laughs> yep. those guys. It's kind of weird, actually. Yeah.
0: Um, should we listen to the, uh, now that we figured out the Star Trek reference, should we listen yeah. to the rest of the call? Thanks, Jordan.
2: Mm-hmm. Where the nuclear weapons are. I uh, called him with momentous occasion. Earlier today, I got to uh, hold and take a selfie with the actual Best Picture, uh, Best Animated Picture Academy Award for Shrek. It's
1: a lot. Heavier than it looks on TV, I guess. Bye.
0: Huh? Shrek won an Academy Award, apparently. Shrek? Shrek? Huh? You would have thought Shrek too. I, you would have. That's the best Shrek. Yeah.
2: I don't have. An, I have no opinions. I've never seen Shrek. a Shrek. Yeah. I bet Shreks are pretty fun. I, I mean, think I've seen a. i have seen I feel like I've seen a Shrek. It was really. I, I've seen. I think only the first Shrek. But it was really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was Mike Myers before the Guru, and we would mm-hmm. all like to capture that in sure, a bottle. Pre-Guru Myers, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and also Cameron Diaz. I mean, she's sure. been delivering for twenty years now. Um, like Fiona was an amazing character, guy. This is really your. I think feel like Cameron
1: Diaz is so much deeper into your area of expertise than mine that I would defer to any Cameron Diaz opinion <laughs> that you had. Like I. I can't even name a Cameron Diaz movie right now. Uh Charlie's Angels Full Throttle? Okay. I saw Charlie I saw Charlie's Angels two. That's full throttle. Is that is that the one that has Tom Green in it for no reason? Oh but and he's he,
2: driving a boat. But he was married to me uh to uh, uh Drew, Barrymore, Drew Barrymore. at right. the time, wasn't uh-huh. he? Oh, that makes a ton of sense. You know, I think Shrek w- did win Best Animated Feature,
0: but also won Best Original Song, and that is how Smash Mouth uh uh got
2: their first step to egot be- egot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Is, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> that songwriting Oscar. That was Oscar. too long a run to say that. Anyway, sorry. But that songwriting Oscar is is amazing. It like, is. It's given us so much. Oh, I know. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't you have to
1: get other things like they would not be an egot had they not also written the music for Fun Home. Right, sure, (laughs) yes. You also have to get a Tony. it has that kind of, yeah, right, bouncy, pop reggae. If it weren't for the work they did on Elaine Strick's last cabaret show, they (laughs) wouldn't have a Tony. Right, right. It's not just. And of course, their, grandma, an Oscar. their
0: Grammy is for Best Spoken Word
1: Album. <laughs> so they read their audiobook. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah, My Life in the Mouth. Liner notes. Yeah. They have a liner notes Grammy. Uh, let's take our next call.
0: Hi, JJ Go. Me and my dad have always had a little bit of trouble communicating with each other. And today, uh, he learned to text just to send me, I love you times a million, dad. Um, And he told me that it took him 45 minutes to finally
2: text that. And that's just, it's just so nice. It's really momentous. I love you guys. Bye.
1: We love you too.
0: That was really, that was, that was very emotionally intense. (laughs) It's
1: more emotional intensity than I'm used to in my life. Can I tell you? So intimate. When she told us this beautiful story about like, Learning that her father actually does love her, mm-hmm. which is something that times I times a million that I can really relate to. Like I know, you know, like I have an emotionally troubled father as well, and um, you know, uh, so do you, Jordan. I, I can't. I actually I know about your father, and yes, you also do. I as, got a chapter in the book, <laughs> as detailed in your book, My Life as a Goddess. Um, but I do have to say that as she was describing her father having trouble sending that text message. What I was picturing was him holding a mouse and saying, Hello, computer. <laughs> right. Computer. <laughs> do heart emoji. <laughs> it's funny because it took him 45 minutes to send that text. But in five minutes, he taught someone how to make transparent aluminum.
0: Do, you, uh, do your guys' parents text?
1: My mom texts. My dad at this point is pretty confused about most things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's not a big texter. I think... He has lost his phone many times, and maybe no longer has it. Mm -hmm. Not sure. Uh, But my mom texts, but her phone, she says, doesn't get pictures. (laughs) Doesn't get sure, and she has a smartphone. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what's going on there. I think maybe she has her one of those wireless plans that you sign up for
2: at a booth outside City Hall. Mm -mm.
1: You know what I mean?
2: Like where they're like, free cell phone, free cell phone. And she just has a lot of squares with question marks in them that come up. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right.
2: Pretty much. Uh, Guy, you, are your
0: parents texters?
2: Uh, Debbie Branham does not text. Mm, uh, sure. She uses the internet exclusively to go to Macy's on Tuesdays. Okay, uh, and that's pretty much it. Just goes to the Macy's, like Macy's website? and J- JC websites. Uh, apparently, they have sales that are on Tuesdays. Oh, I
0: didn't know that. So she does. That's a hot tip.
2: She does that. But I'm like, sort of like the the Super King near my house, the grocery store. Yes, yeah. Like, um, I, I like having that boundary of just sort of like she's never going to have an opinion on Facebook. I, it's always weird when like. Like a couple of friends' moms like are my friend on Facebook. And yeah. I'm like, what am I not supposed to say because Ryan's mom is here? Right, oh, wow. right, right, right,
1: right, right. Yeah. I could see that I could see that going real wrong for Ryan's mom. Yeah. Guy. You're not a shy man about explicit detail from time to time. That's true. Yeah. And uh, that might that might make Ryan's mom uncomfortable. But you know what, Guy? From my perspective that 's ryan 's mom 's problem yeah that 's her hang up, get yeah. with the times come on Ryan welcome mom. to the
0: nineties now
1: you know who 's got it going on in my opinion stacy stacy 's I'm sure that 's such
2: a good song a like, nice I God. love that song so much <laughs>
1: isn 't that weird that
0: that had a moment when it was a hit song, like it was so so anachronistic from everything else like here 's this like it was weird but and then nothing else like it became
1: Why? became popular.
0: I don't know. It's, did it it's kind like of become... a song
1: from like six years before when it became a hit, right?
0: Well, gosh, what is it? I mean, it's kind of like a cheap trick song or something. And I think it kind of came right. Oh, that's right interesting. As... Yeah. It kind of came like, boy, what was happening when Stacey's Mom was happening? Like, that... we were just getting
1: bored of, like, the Strokes. I And I feel like it was, like, the era of, like, Stained. Like, that yeah, was what a hit rock song was when that song came out.
0: Right. Maybe it was, maybe it was pre-Strokes. And, like, and rap rock was starting to die.
1: Anyways, and like, here's this Moog thing. Moog? What do you call those beep boops? Well, you know what? Here's something interesting, an yeah. experience that I had the other day. So I interviewed uh, eccentric soul legend Swamp Dog. Mm-hmm. Swamp Dog himself is not that eccentric, but his music is quite eccentric. And he's an older man these days. This will be on an upcoming Bullseye. And he came with a friend, a helper, who drove him. He doesn't drive on the freeway. So uh, a friend of his uh, drove, and his name was Moogstar. Mm. Moogstar pronounces it Moogstar. Huh. So if you're going straight to Moogstar, he's going to tell you Moogstar. But if you go to Moog, who invented the Moog, Mm -hmm. he's going to tell you it's Moog. Well, let's call the whole thing off. (laughs) I
0: I say gif. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> right. No. That's what that keyboard sound is The gif, <laughs> sound. GIF is a peanut butter. <laughs> GIF is a fucking peanut butter. Can I ask you guys a really serious question? This is a hot issue on the internet yeah. that I was looking at today. And we don't usually like to get into hot internet issues. We try and don't like it. Try and focus on
2: Waluigi porn. Mm-hmm. You know the important stuff about the internet, uh, like Princess Daisy and Waluigi. I oh, mean, yeah. so like such beautiful icons, right? You up. know, yeah.
1: And and also, there's some, just something transgressive because the man is evil.
2: Yeah, no, it's absolutely. <laughs> We're not true. talking about Luigi here. No, right? Imagine how Luigi feels with Waluigi. But why does it I mean but you're just queered from the narrative so many times mm-hmm. like it's not it's always Mario's story but what about Luigi? But what about Wama, uh, Wario? But what about Waluigi? But also I'm saying Princess Daisy is the story we're not telling. I'm sorry. Right. No, yeah, there's a experience. there's a there's a princess out there who yeah. who has something to say. Yeah. Prince- something beyond
1: wa yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which is all Waluigi has to
1: say. <laughs> but you know what? Classic mm-hmm. classic a guy's classic perspective, especially in a narrative like this. Yeah. Waluigi feels like everyone wants to hear him say why. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like no matter what the context is, he's perfectly comfortable putting why explaining to all of us. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. What was I talking about though? Oh, oh controversy on the internet. Controversy, controversy on, on the, the internet. internet. This is not Waluigi isn't in Smash.
0: Hashtag JJGO hashtag Waluigi for Smash.
1: You had know, a surprising volume of tweets with that hashtag, Jordan. You really instigated <laughs> well, a movement. Well, this is a move.
0: No, I. This is not mine. I am uh-huh. not.
1: I am jumping on the Waluigi for
0: Smash train. I mean, you might as well be grape nuts the way you've instigated a movement. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? Exactly. A nice firm movement. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no. This is uh, This is something that is going on that I'm stumping for. I mean, again, I know we don't. You know, we don't really have big. You know, we, don't, political we try not opinions. to be too topical on this show. But yeah, but people I think like
1: that. That's why we avoid it. But it's
0: insane that Waluigi <laughs> isn't in Smash. I mean, I'm glad Simon Belmont's in there. Um, King K. rule, sure. But, uh, I mean, give the people what they want. Waluigi for Smash. Sorry. Go ahead, Jesse.
1: <laughs> um, so here's my question to, to both of you. Mm-hmm. And this is really a lifestyle question. Right. As much as it is an internet question. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about mayonnaise? Oh, gosh. Oh, the thing that millennials have destroyed recently. Yeah.
0: Uh, I like it. I love it. I think it's a great... I mean, you know, uh, oh, boy. You know, I had a mayonnaise experience recently. Really? From time to time. hmm I'll smoke a little pot. hmm mm-hmm. Smoke a little pot. You want to have a little snack.
1: hmm
0: During this pot snack time, I accidentally discovered mm-hmm. the mayonnaise is really great on barbecue chips. I can't, I can't forget it. It's in my fucking brain, and I know it. And now you guys know it, and you're fucked. You're all fucked because it's so good. It's so good. It, it it's amazing how good it is. And you're and I'm fucked. It's over. I, that's all I want now. I just want that. That is what I eat. That's what I eat. <laughs> It's all
1: I eat, uh-huh. and it's all I'm. I'm fucked, man. Can you imagine if they started serving that at Golden Road? Oh my <laughs> god! Percent off from your. Give fob? me a nice uh, hoppy
2: stout. Uh huh. Mayonnaise and barbecue chips. You should see him swim when he's not bloated from mayonnaise <laughs> on chips. So my, yes,
1: I like. I really like mayonnaise. There are two people in my life: mm-hmm. my brother John mm-hmm. and my brother-in-law Dan, and they both hate mayonnaise. Mm -hmm. um, Opposed to it mortally. Okay. Like, the way that people talk about cilantro, who get the soap taste when they eat cilantro, Mm -hmm. like, as though it were the single worst thing in the world. And, again, like, for these people, these are two general American whites. Mm -hmm. It is not a culture, it is not for cultural reasons. They both come from mayonnaise positive Mm -hmm. communities. Yeah. But they both hate it violently guy where do you stand
2: i think it has an important place um my mom is a great uh sandwich craftsperson Mm -hmm. uh and you know mayonnaise as point of tang is an important counterpoint in the work that she's doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) um that said uh, you can't be a musician if you don't have all the notes exactly That said, one time... I It's about the spread she's not using. (laughs) (laughs) There are no spreads she's not using.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Even a -a (laughs) tapenade?
2: But um, one time I was at Hipster Deli in Portland, Mm -hmm. and I was very excited because Hipster Delis are really revitalizing Jewish American cuisine or Eastern European cuisine in America, um, which has been moribund, is like... I, I will talk some shit out of Cantors or whatever, but I was at, not Langers though. Not Langers. Langers is wonderful. I was, okay, I, thank God because Kevin, our my producer on Bullseye, Kevin
1: Ferguson, he was down in the lobby of this very building, which is mere steps from Langer's Delicatessen, the America's greatest pastrami restaurant yeah and he saw someone from a meal delivery service bringing canters into the building
2: what the fuck
1: i know it was so baffling anyway that's really specific sorry for anyone who doesn't live in our
2: neighborhood (laughs) go ahead guy the point is i was at like hipster deli which is playing fast and loose with the rules but i appreciate that uh and a waitress said to me after i ordered a pastrami sandwich uh would you like mayonnaise on that And I started to say, can I talk to your manager?
1: (laughs) I did not. I did not. (laughs) I think here's the thing about mayonnaise. You got to juice it up a little bit. The sandwich, sometimes the tang is central. And I don't dispute that appeal of the mayonnaise. But sometimes the sandwich needs a little juicing up. And if your central ingredients are not juicy enough, if there's not a fat element in there... Yeah. And you're going to need to have mayonnaise. an
0: unmelted cheese.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Exactly. You just need a little something to... It's it, You need to add a little lugubriousness sure. to your sandwich.
2: And I, I do think that there are there's a whole world of class conversation around the way we treat mayonnaise. Mm, no. Because everybody mm-hmm. will mm. sort of, like, ankles in the air for an aioli. Um, but if it's <laughs> just... You know, a standard 5 category of straight porn. <laughs> hashtag JJGo, hashtag in the air for sure. <laughs> But, like, when it comes to just, Why like— Why not hashtag... ankles in the air for a smash? Sure. <laughs> like, I just think we are a little bit unfair to a Best Foods, which mm-hmm. does so much good work. It brings out the best. It's yeah. really—it's a solid—it's just a
1: solid contributor, and it adds an essential element to every sandwich, which is— you know, as Juliet Child said, the fat carries the flavor. Yeah. The fat carries the flavor. The fat carries the flavor. <laughs> sort of a more Juliet Child. I feel like you really would be better at that than me, Guy.
2: Um, I'm not really uh, – I, I, um, no. I won't. <laughs> it, was it was close. I saw I saw oh, yeah. We I almost
1: got there. Um It, okay, it know, was
2: sort of like a Dana Carvey type thing. It really captured the essence more than it reproducing the Do you remember in second grade where you had to make um like a a list of instructions to do a thing? Like they taught yeah. you how to do that. The first time I saw one of those that put butter on a sandwich. I was like, it was a fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and they put butter on it in the instructions in a goddamn textbook. And it made me question all of my belief in books. Wait, butter
1: in addition to
2: peanut butter? Yes. Was
1: it just butter,
2: peanuts, and jam?
0: (laughs) No. Oh, You know, sometimes I'll do that to toast in the morning. I'll put a little butter on it and a little peanut butter on it.
1: A little butter and some peanut. That butter.
2: is toast. It is a different situation. I know.
1: I know. Toast, just, has, okay. toast
2: has been dried. You're right. And heat it. Sure. Yeah. And anyway. It makes the butter get a go. Butter goes into the
1: crannies. Sure yeah. does. Not to mention the nooks. Uh-huh. To say nothing of the nooks. Yeah. Hashtag nothing of the nooks. <laughs> Too many hashtag hashtags for this episode. Hashtag feed in the air for aioli. Yep. <laughs> We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica.
2: Listen.
0: We already know that you love genre movies, film craft, and female filmmakers. So, if you love all those things, then by transitive property, you love my podcast, Switchblade Sisters. Hi, I'm film critic April Wolfe. Every week, I have a conversation with a different female filmmaker about their favorite genre film. Each episode covers the filmmaking process, working in the film industry, and just, like, general geeking out about awesome movies. I've had such great guests, like the big sick writer Emily Gordon. To me, indie movies, as of late, have come to be a catch-all term for a movie that kind of defies genre. Billy Madison and half-baked director Tamara Davis. When a comedian comes and enters onto my set, they're th- they're just there to be funny. And we're all ready and waiting for them to be funny. Horror industry veteran and actor
1: Barbara Crampton. That's where real drama lies for me. What's what's between you and I speaking right now? Where, where are we meeting? And what's the energy that we create between us?
0: And so many others. So check out Switchblade Sisters every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Podcasts. 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 Podcasts.
0: (laughs) They're audio programs that tell smart stories in innovative ways (laughs) using editing techniques like Like this. this. Like this. Like this. this? But let's face it, all that smart stuff can be exhausting. That's where Stop Podcasting Yourself comes in.
2: It's so stupid.
0: It's just two stupid dinguses being dumb idiot jerks for ninety minutes. Stop podcasting yourself. The stupid show that smart people love. Find it on iTunes or MaximumFun.org. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective.
2: Uh... Uh, Guy Branham, Aoli Bottom. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got you to juice it up a little. You got to juice it up <laughs> a little. <juice> <laughs> uh, Guy Branham, your new memoir is called My Life is a Goddess. That is it, correct. It just
2: hit bookstores. We're talking 10 days ago. Just hit bookstores, um, flying off of the shelves. <laughs> I've seen several flying
1: across Los Angeles. I thought, this is a hazard.
2: Yeah, it's true. If people want the books, they want the books, and they're going to fly off the shelves. It's true, and the audiobook not having physical form is able to to fly with less damage. Mm.
1: Although, that's how Dan Rather gets shot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If an audiobook is flying through people's bodies and poisoning their insides... (laughs) Yes. I don't understand this at all. (laughs) This is like a thing that people uh, who are mentally ill and chewed people say, is that the information traveling through their bodies Oh, is. yeah. This okay. is
2: a reference to what's the frequency, Kenneth? Yeah. In oh, okay. Pretty much, yeah. Yes.
1: That's yeah. Oh, right. Sure. Yeah. Was that Dan Rather? That was. I, I think. think so. I don't know. About okay. The guy who? Yeah. I mean, obviously, on... I don't know, or I would have made a more specific yeah. reference. Yeah. Yeah. I remember.
0: I guess I remember as a kid, Dan Rather came on Letterman and sang that with REM. Oh. oh. Anyway, that's kind of fun. That is fun.
1: Yeah. Anyway, that's Ga- Guy Branham, What are you? Do you have further book events? I know you've already done a few.
2: Uh, I am going uh, this weekend. I don't know when this episode
1: drops. This will be uh, a, this will be a week from the ten days from now. So it's, this weekend is out.
2: So I will have already been in San Francisco and Petaluma. Mm. Um, oh. Uh, uh, Plying my wares What are you you going to be doing in uh, Petaluma Just telling people you know Karen Kilgareth I mean pretty much I'm going to uh, a bookstore And then I think after that really focusing on The the dairy and eggs production of the town Or
0: maybe see if you can find some teens Who want to get high in a quarry (laughs) (laughs) That sounded fun That was a
1: fun
2: Good option An alternative? Look, I mean, after a college show, you have to do something to entertain yourself. Hey, I agree. Uh, and if if it involves some moxie soda and some weed, <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Sure. You're getting to get in that quarry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. I mean, you need the moxie,
1: too. You got to juice it up a little.
2: Moxie soda is delightful. If you haven't had – like it's just bitter enough to turn like your your rum and coke – like rum and coke, you're like, oh, that's too much. A fucking uh, rum and moxie. Rum and moxie. That gentian is – What di- about a moxie and coke? <laughs> 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 I, I'm sure that the 11-year-olds of New England are <laughs> really living that. Yeah, I feel like a, a rum and moxie is like the most complicated
1: story about a vacation ever.
2: <laughs> mm, sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, toes in the sand, but it's the rocky beaches of Maine?
2: Yeah. Like, they were they were supposed to go down to the Caribbean to spark life back into this relationship. Yeah. Uh, but they missed that plane. Are you Jimmy writing... Buffett's Northeast Cousin, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, or an you... unsuccessful song
2: called Rum and Moxie. Are you
1: working as a writer on John Hodgman's next <laughs> solo show?
2: Is that what's going on here, guy? I think we are. Okay. Mm. Thank God. Or, or putting something really nice together for the Hallmark Channel that Linda Holmes would really enjoy. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: God, I would love to do one thing that Linda Holmes enjoys. Yes, that's like my life's aspiration is just to to do a thing that she approves of. <laughs> she likes remembering Sports Night. Yeah, that's true. Oh, we could we could always remember. We'll always have remembering. Sports <laughs> yes, we will
2: always have remembering Sports Je- Night. But Jesse, you as a human being would rather remember Studio Sixty. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no,
1: not at all, guy. I'm a Sports Night man through and through, but Studio 60 was
2: so bad. I know, but I I have,
0: I I have, I have had the cult of Studio 60 is so bad. You need to watch it. Sold. Like there are, there are like Studio 60 is so bad. It's good like zealots who will pin you against a wall and tell you you need to watch it. It's so bad. Jordan, your
2: your your a television comedy variety writer. That's true. Okay? Like, his view, Mm -hmm. his hero's journey Uh of how a comedy variety TV show works is so grossly misguided. (laughs) It is magnificent. Okay. Okay. I have... I wish it was... If it was readily
0: streaming somewhere, it would be a little easier? Do I drop the 40 bucks and buy it on Amazon or whatever? Like,
2: the important thing to understand is that... It and 30 Rock came out the same year. Yes. One of them is goofball approach to the story. One is like self-serious approach to the story. The sketches within their shows within a show are exactly the same level of bad. Okay. <laughs> like
0: I bet, yeah, I bet somebody put this on YouTube. I should, I'll, I'll track it yes. I'll give it a shot.
1: Guy, I don't need Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. I am not a comedy variety show writer. Yes. I am a podcast dad and I have Alex Inc. <laughs> mm, I have never seen Alex. You in. had Alex Inc. It yeah. went away. Yeah. I mean, I am grateful for the for the cultural work it did. Yes, people thought. People thought radio was boring, but he made it cool. <laughs> I believe, is the
2: quote, if I'm
1: remembering correctly.
2: I, like, I am. Already,
1: it's already, that brilliant promo is fading in my memory.
2: Like, I, I really hate the fact that everyone is just piling more fuel on um, this incineration of the half hour comedy. <laughs> I love half hour comedies. I've been watching um, Schitt's Creek, which I'd never watched before. Oh, oh it's Schitt's Schitt's super Creek funny. It's real funny. And yeah. it's,
1: it's, it's uncomfortable to me how how combination Eugene Levy like and handsome Eugene Levy's son Dan is. Yes. Like he looks exactly like Gene Gene Levy, but he's also very handsome at the same time.
2: Yes. Um like and also like there's also something so galling about the fact that like Canada being seven years behind on how America makes TV means they're still making good comedy.
0: Shows. <laughs> Boy. Yeah, we should get our asses to Canada, huh? Can we get
2: some visas? Oh, but also, the other thing about that is like, hey, gay showrunner, your hot guys are actually hot. Like <laughs> the, the <laughs> hot guys you have he, he like has a guy from nine zero two one zero playing a comedy role and doing it well. It's like yes, more. Wait, gay. what? there's a guy from nine zero two one zero on Schitt's Creek. I uh, yes, from new nine zero two one zero. Oh, new nine
1: zero two one zero. I thought you meant it was like Luke Perry or no, something.
2: Though Luke Perry is on. Um, he plays the dad. He's on... on
1: Supernatural.
2: Uh, no, he's on. He's on Sexy Archie. Oh. I believe he plays the dad on Sexy Archie. Oh wow! I think
0: that is one of the deal. One of the Sexy Archie deals. They're getting all your all your '90s throwback faves in there to play hot Wonderful. parents.
1: There are all these guys on the San Francisco Giants baseball club, and I know you guys are both huge baseball fans. Yes, and, mm-hmm. uh, but there's all these guys on the San Francisco Giants baseball club who. Have the look of first of all, they're baseball players, and baseball players are either like unless they're notably weird looking, mm-hmm. they have a they have a, st- a strong jawed handsomeness like a football yes. quarterback. Yes. Um, but the the Giants have a huge volume of kind of uh, generic looking white guys, mm. but because they're also handsome, generic looking white guys, it's like an entire baseball team of sexy Archie. Oh, Like, everyone on the team looks like a
2: 30-year-old version of Archie. I do love that professional sports um, and, like, older gay producers just, like, (laughs) pick them up when they're 24, let them go when they're 29, you know? (laughs) Hopefully
1: they don't roll an ankle. (laughs) Uh, Okay, 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 okay. Guy Branham's new book is called My Life as a Goddess. Uh, Guy is one of the most brilliant and hilarious guys we are lucky to know. And you should absolutely buy his book. He also has a really – He's had a, he is not only hilarious, but he's had a remarkable life that he is able to share with us in a moving way. If
2: you don't buy it, just look in the back where Jesse Thorne is thanked, mm. but not Jordan Morris. Let's so, be fair. No, that's okay. I didn't. I
1: didn't. I didn't do a lot to help. If anything, I hindered the book. <laughs> to be fair, when you thank Jesse Thorne, you were actually talking about Jordan. You just got the name <laughs> right. Wrong. Yes, yeah, that's true. Of that's people, true. A lot of people. Um, but my my life as a goddess is the name of the book. You should get it. And also, if you want guys uh, pop cultural. Insights hit up
2: Pop Rocket, baby. We got a great episode about uh, about Crazy Rich Asians this week. What's the easiest way to watch Talk Show the Game Show? Because Talk Show the Game Show is so fucking funny. Thank you. It is streaming on the True TV website.
1: There you go. So go to TrueTV.com and it's not just Guy, it's also beloved regular Jordan Jesse Go guest Karen Kilgareth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a double whammy of hilarity that you're, you're not going to want to miss out on. I bet there's a lot of, uh, I, I think there was, I remember
0: a specific. Uh I remember a specific episode of Talk Show the Game Show where all three contestants were beloved Jordan Jesse Go regulars.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say I was thinking like, I remember
0: Dave Holmes was on? I'm yeah, trying to Eliza, remember. All Eliza the- Skinner's been on. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely if you if you like this show, there's lots of lots of familiar faces on Talk Show the Game Show, even though on this show you don't see anyone's face.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean think of it like it's sort of like it's a lot like Impractical Jokers, mm-hmm. I would say, yes. which is why it's on True TV. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like uh, Impractical Jokers for the me generation. <laughs> is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the me generation? I don't remember. Something about yuppies in the 80s? <sighs> Crystal Pepsi? Is that involved? <laughs> yeah. Crystal Pepsi is involved, I think. What about that thing where like Cindy Crawford is really hot, but she puts a Pepsi on her forehead and it helps cool her down? Yeah, that's that. That's the new generation? Yeah, that's true TV. Oh, okay. Thank <laughs> God. Uh, Daniel Baruela on the boards on this week's program. Our producer is Brian Sonny D. Fernandez. He'll be back another day. He just has to work. We're recording on a weekday. You can join us on Reddit at MaximumFun.reddit.com. You can join us on Twitter with the hashtag legs up LegsUpForAeoli. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, hashtag at JJGo and we'll see it. I'll, I'll, we always love to see... Uh, this this week I saw our our old Reddit friend Lothreaper, mm-hmm. who's now on Twitter I think exclusively to correspond with us. Right. Uh, but Lothreaper uh, posted a couple real nice Jordan Jesse go memes. Nice memes. Mine was about Stuart Wellington's crank. Yep. Um, and how symmetrical it is, mm-hmm. uh, which is an insight that you shared, mm-hmm. Jordan. I—I yeah. uh, I, I don't know for sure. I suspect. You know, that's our, I presume is what we would say, right? right? Like we have never been in the. We've never been yeah. in a YMCA change room with Stuart Wellington, uh, but it seems like it would be pretty, right? Yeah. Uh, and Jordan's, yours was another great thing that you said. I don't remember what it was, but anyway, it was fun. And fun it was names. hashtag JJ go. You can also join us on Facebook in the Max Fun Facebook group, where there's often a lively discussion, and by liking. Uh, Jordan Jesse, go on Facebook, where you will get our cool announcements, mm. uh, like uh, the announcement when uh, stone fruit season is over. <laughs> we'll <laughs> let I you know. know. stop I mean, it, buying plums. It's close. It's close. It's, it's going to be all winter squashes pretty soon. Yep. Don't worry, folks. I'm right here to t- keep you posted <laughs> on all the satsumas and cherimoyas <laughs> you're going to be needing throughout the winter. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse, go.